Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Appear to each and every one of us in our closets. Confirm your word now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We learned from 1 Corinthians that we use the natural to understand the spiritual instead of the other way around. In Romans 1, God said that the invisible things concerning him are clearly seen. But how are they seen? He said they are understood, meaning you have to study it. You have to actually pay attention. They're understood by the things which are created. When you see the complexity of life, the precision, you see the intricacies. One of the things that perplexed me, the Bible says that the birds, all the winged, you know, I don't know what call them animals or whatever, creatures, they came out of the ocean. How you figure that out? <laughs> I can understand fish now. But I don't understand birds coming out of the water. You will notice that God leaves everything he created tempered with a weakness. He leaves a weakness in everything for two reasons. One, you learn to depend on him. Amen. Two, so your head will not be too big. Amen. <laughs> How are you going to create a mighty fish? Call him a whale. But he's not amphibian. He has to come up to breathe. You limit him to how much breath he can hold. And you give him a capacity to hold his breath for hours. How many seconds can you hold your breath? <laughs> he tempers everything. So that the excellency of the power may be of God. Not of us. You need to understand these things. So I discovered that Believers are making all kinds of errors because they are not led of the Spirit. You don't know how that works. What is missing is called unction. Somebody say unction. unction. An unction is the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Because you are listening. Most people are head driven. You are constantly thinking. And you think yourself in a ditch. And you are constantly needing a rescue mission. But God designed you to live from your spirit man. Why are believers without unctions? Because... There's no room. You're constantly thinking. You're constantly engaged. Your mind is ruling everything. 
A man that can receive an unction is a man that's listening. I know that I need to be led. So I leave the room for the information to come. Did you just get that? These things are so simple, but if you don't understand it, you see, God has to convince you as he convinced me that what you can come up with on your own is so beneath you. It's so beneath the you that God chose. Remember, you are his choice. Okay. You still don't understand. There are many people that died. Eh? And they were not saved. There are people that did less sin than you. And he killed them. How come you survived? Jesus put it this way. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have. Then why don't you act like somebody chose you? You have to leave room for him. I read two Sundays ago. He says, or is it last Sunday? I am the father of spirits. He fathers spirits. So for God to father you, you have to leave him room. I'm always listening for him. I don't make decisions. They're made for me. So I'm constantly listening. Somebody say unction. Unction. To function. To function. You need to learn it. You are not supposed to be head-driven. You have to start learning to listen to God in your spirit, man. Amen. Otherwise, you cannot convert the promises of God from the altar into practical life. The Holy Spirit has to dictate to you how to get to it. <clears throat> when I was telling you that I was on the piano, and then suddenly I had an unction. I saw my leaders, some standing here, and then the ones on the altar. I got up and acted it out. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's how those things happen. Yes. Because I am constantly listening. If you don't learn to live like this, doing services every Sunday can send you to your early grave. Because you're always constantly stressed out. You don't know what preachers go through. Go to the libraries, you see them struggling every week trying to find their sermon. While you are doing your hair and getting ready, with your makeup and all of that. No, I'm talking in tongues, trying to find what to tell you. Amen. I'm not worrying about what I'm wearing. That's the last thing on my mind. <laughs> Do you understand? But you need to learn to live that way from your spirit man. I love Proverbs. It says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He uses your spirit man to light your path. I love uh, what Miles Monroe said. He said, this is the governor. Unfortunately, they didn't listen to the governor the day he died, because the weather forecast was bad. 
they still launched on the trip. They got to the airport, couldn't see the runway. They descended below the minimums published, circling the airport, trying to eyeball the runway with their eyes and hit a tower. And they all died. Hallelujah. Say unction, unction. To, function. to function. Now, I'll show you another little testimony here. Now, you notice there's something that happens every time I give communion with my leaders. Hmm? How do you know what to do? It's my unction. How did I know that if I threw my communion cup up, the glory will fall on them. It's not magic. These things come by unction. The Holy Spirit quickens something to you. It comes to your mind. You just know what to do. But it will begin in your life when you start listening. Instead of always controlling everything. A man who wants to be led of the Spirit is a man who starts listening for instructions, Amen. for instructions. Amen. Otherwise, you keep making head decisions. Yes. Or the only time you will get a decision is when you are praying, instead of all the time. Yes. Amen. Instead of all the time. Now watch. This morning, I finished preaching. I thought about you know, prosperity out of the glory. And then came to give communion. I didn't feel any unction to do anything. So I looked at them. I had any unction. Then I turned around. I saw them falling out. I said, okay. He has chosen to touch them, even though he didn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Then when I sat down, first lady said that, you know, she was feeling sick, and then when the power hit her, everything clogged up, cleared up. But nobody laid. So when you are listening, you don't have to do anything. You only act out what... The Holy Spirit dictates. Yes, amen. Unctions are quickenings. Yes, amen. Quickenings. Now, the reason this is so important that Satan is so afraid of what I'm teaching you. Because once you learn it, you will escape his clutches. You might give all that tire clapping, but I'm telling you, once you learn it, particularly all you young ladies growing up and young men, you should celebrate that you're in a place where you are being taught these things. You can bypass all kinds of mistakes. So even when somebody's talking to you, you are listening here. This might be saying one thing, but this will be telling you the truth. You said, mm. I, the rap is good, but mm. I heard that mm, is, is the unction telling you, don't believe what you're hearing. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> She's looking at me in D minor, you know. From, 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 no, 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 watch. L look at this thing, verse 26. It shows you Satan's desperation. He doesn't want this. And your flesh is warring against it. Your mind is warring against it. Because they were all in control before your spirit man was rebirthed. This is what separates people. Two of us can get saved at the same time, get filled with the Holy Ghost. You see one person sore, and the other one is, because the other one even, they pray, but it's all mind-driven. Yeah. But this one starts learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit. You start moving in the realm of glory, and miracles start happening. Things start happening. I told you I was in front of the church. At one point when the guy I hired to clean up the place wasn't doing his job, and every, he was busy explaining to me why the, the, the uh, grass and weeds were growing on the building instead of wisdom to take it out. And then he'll go out there and be spraying weeds instead of cleaning it up first and spraying the roots. So I let him go. I started doing it myself. And I was in front of the church with a weed eater. And this lady pulled up and said, come here, sir. I said, yes, ma'am. He says, even though you look like this, I know by the spirit that you are the pastor. Amen. Hey. <laughs> These are people with unction. She don't know me from Adam. But here, uh -huh. have you ever heard from God right here? See, this one Satan can fake, but this is precise. He said you, your spirit man is sealed. No devil can get in it. Hallelujah. That's how we know you are saved. You may, you, you may be acting crazy, but your mind is messed up. But your spirit man, no devil can get in it. Huh? <laughs> so until the day of redemption, that's why no truly born again person can be possessed Amen. of a devil. No, because there's no way. The, the, the thing is sealed, and it, you, you don't have the combination. To... Amen. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> no devil can find their way into your spirit, man. Watch. You can even expose yourself by looking at things you shouldn't look at, but they will start attacking your mind. But your spirit is still fine. Now, look at verse 26 so you see the desperation I'm telling you about. These things have I written unto you concerning them. Somebody said them. He said them that seduce you. He said you have an army. Chasing after you to seduce you. The enemy can't win, but he uses seduction. Amen. Here, your mind is helping him out. Your emotions are helping him out. Your ignorant friends are helping him out. 
I, what I was describing in the first message, I'm not trying to pick a fight with another ministry, but I'm just telling you that these are seducers that keep coming. Here you are, you, you, how can you come and be counseling me when you're asking me for money? If what I'm doing is not working, where will I get the money to give to you? Leave me alone. Well, you need to shorten the service so because you need to grow. You know, the glory here is too much. This ministry should be two, 3,000 people. I said, did I ask you for help? <laughs> Who told you that God wants to grow it to two and 3,000? Haven't I had the place filled up and people everywhere, but it was filled with devils? Amen. Every Sunday, the women were fighting with each other. God had to deliver me so I can breathe. Yes, hallelujah. Who told you that every crowd is a good thing? Amen. Come on now. Preach. Hmm? I mean, we had crazy people. One lady bought a dress from somebody and wanted to return it after six months. This is the kind of people I had. And they were trying to fight after church. And somebody went on and paid the $100 to stop the fight. What do I need? For I have chosen my own, said the Lord. I have chosen who I have chosen. It is my house. It is my place of rest. It is my place of glory. My heart has no desire for children of the enemy filling my house. I've chosen the precious fruit of the earth to bless, to favor, to increase you. Rejoice and be glad, said the Lord. He said, them that seduce you, them. Have you identified your seducers? So I'm writing this thing to you because of them that seduce you. People in your ears talking all the time. I used to wonder, how can these rebels leave the church and then be calling you and talking to you about what is going on in the church while you are worshiping and you are listening to them? You deserve to be destroyed if you will allow such a fool to seduce you. Because people are always looking for company to convince themselves that they didn't make a mistake. <laughs> I heard that one of the most rebellious people, this guy helped me develop all the fruits of the spirit. I'm telling you. Now, I heard that he's telling people now that of all the ministries he's encountered in Atlanta, Georgia, that's led by a black man, that none of them comes close to Resurrection House for All Nations. 
None of them are run like resurrection has all issues. And yet when he was here, he was tormenting me day and night. And now he's telling the truth. He's been everywhere and running to brick walls and seeing what is involved. You see, because when you see somebody flowing in the grace and getting the job done, you assume that you can get up and just get it done. So he's gone around from church to church. I say, if shame would allow them, they would tip on back and ask for forgiveness and join the glory. I heard that somebody else, when God told me to let the, the music ministry go, that he has rejected them. And I let them go. They got mad and left. And periodically, I kept seeing them, and they kept coming back. He said, now, when you need a word, you know where to go. How, how ridiculous can people get? So you know the word is here. You know that life is here. But yet, I said, do you know your seducers? Do you know who is seducing you? Do you know what is seducing you? He says, these things have I written unto you concerning them. That seduce you. The unbelieving believers. The intellectuals. Those, the Bible says, that are wise in their own conceit. Beloved, it's a joy to begin a new week on the voice of resurrection. I did a message years ago, years ago, I think last year. <clears throat> I was presiding over the Anglican Synod, you know, a diocese, and a diocese has a bishop, and then all the churches will get together uh, for a conference. They call it a synod. And that Sunday morning, I had no idea. They had a whole schedule of different speakers. And I came and spoke once. I did not know that the bishop canceled all the other speakers. I was coming to church regularly. That Sunday morning. But I remember I opened my eyes that morning and the Holy Spirit said to me, unction to function. And I just got up and made a few notes. Do you know that I got to church that's the finale service of the conference. And I'm just enjoying the service. And then I was wondering, even before the service, that the bishop kept sending me a message that they were ready to start the procession. And I was wondering, okay, I chaired the synod, it's over now. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't have any priestly garments or whatever to put on. So I just came in and came through the vestry and sat down at the chair they gave me. And they were singing a hymn. And suddenly the archdeacon comes from the bishop and says, okay, now we're ready for you. I said, ready for what? <laughs> he says, you're, you're speaking to us this morning. I said, me? He said, yes, the bishop just told me that. I said, okay. <laughs> and I went to the podium and I said to them, well, I had no idea I was speaking. I said, maybe I didn't quite understand the communication from the bishop. <laughs> I had to protect him. <clears throat> I said, all right. So, and I started preaching this message, unction to function. God exploded in that place. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, this is the second part 
of that message. And the Holy Spirit in this one zoned in, honed in on them that seduce you. Do you know how many voices that are warring against your faith? The feelings, the emotions, the information overload of unbelief we are faced with. I've never seen a generation like this one that so-called believers talking in tongues and liberals, secular humanists. I'm hearing lately that people are against Israel, even preachers. How can you be against Israel? <laughs> hey, the kingdom that Jesus Christ is Lord of? I know Israel is acting crazy in so many ways. They, they're doing gay parade and all of this, and they're passing laws against anybody becoming a Christian. I saw an Israeli soldier said that the Torah instructed him to kill us, that we Christians are idol worshippers. Look at how ignorant he is. But beloved, no matter what, <laughs> the Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. If you stand against Israel, you're standing on the wrong side of God. And things will not go well for you. God gave the land to Israel. They forfeited it by disobedience. Palestinians have never owned the land. They have never owned the land. This is Satan's contention. Don't be deceived. The Lord Jesus is coming soon. Don't be deceived with circular humanism and this liberal mindset. Don't be deceived. Them that seduce you. Are you seduced? Repent today. Turn around today. Get on the right side of God. You are a son of Abraham. You are a son of Abraham. Jesus hung on the cross, became a curse for us. That the blessing of Abraham <clears throat> that came through Isaac and Jacob all the way down to the Lord Jesus and to us. It's not the blessing of Ishmael or Esau or any of these people on the wrong side of God. <laughs> no. The seed is called in Isaac. The blessing came down to the Lord Jesus, then to us. We Gentiles, we became one in the family. Amen. Whew, that's what the celebration is about this month of November. This is our month of celebration. 21 years ago we started. The same day, November the 17th at 7 p.m., we'll be here giving God praise. Come and join us. Your life will be blessed. Then the 19th is Sunday morning, 10 a.m. until we sing and dance and worship and celebrate God. We bring a word from the glory. Hallelujah. And then we'll go and eat and have a great time in the Lord. Come and celebrate with us. Bring an offering. Be a part of the revolution of glory and grace in our generation. Then on Thanksgiving morning, the 23rd of November, 10 a.m. for two hours, we will come family by family to God's altar to give thanks. Hey, come to Resurrection House Foundations and experience it. Bring your guests with you. It will be their greatest Thanksgiving. Before you go back to start talking about turkeys and all of that, come to church for two hours. Bring your family to the altar. Thank God for your year. Give him an offering he will accept. He will respond. 
Your next year, 2024, will be explosive by the power of the Spirit in Jesus' name. We love you, beloved. God bless you. We will continue this week tomorrow. In Jesus' name be blessed. Amen.